0: Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is Subtextual.
1: All right. Uh, hi, Lizzie. Girl, don't <laughs> even give me that
0: attitude <laughs> Lizzie and I were fighting before the cameras just started rolling. Oh. Uh, what were we even fighting about? Um, some stupid
1: shit. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. We've, like been living together in this office closet of a life for like 10 years now i know
0: what it was lizzie's been giggle laughing at her own notes about miss congeniality although it is my episode i was like hey can you plug this in for me just completely ignoring everything i'm saying
1: honestly in all fairness whenever i plug something in
0: something goes wrong so i really should not be allowed to touch anything that's factually true Okay, so let's put away our fighting mentality and let's get into Miss Congeniality. Let's be congenial. How about? If you insist. But how do you feel about this movie?
1: I This movie and I go way, way back. I have seen it a bajillion times. I now own the movie because I bought it the other day. I love it. It makes me laugh. Also, I wish there were more movies like it because I guess you would call it a rom-com, right? But- the rom is barely part of it. I was Get like into an that. action com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I love this movie. Me and my mom used to watch it a lot.
0: Well, when men front action movies that are comedies, it's not forced to be a rom-com. Like Bad Boys with, like, Will Smith. Right. That's not a rom-com. Like, no. it's – I don't know why when women are involved, it needs to be, like, the principal thing about the movie, but – I mean, I know why, but <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so – I love this movie as well. Lee, have you seen this movie?
1: I have, yeah. It's been a while, but I used to catch it on TV a lot.
0: Ah, Yeah, it was always on TBS for some (laughs) reason. Actually, whenever I Googled like how
1: to watch Miss Congeniality, it was like, well, it's playing at 8, 7 Central on TBS tonight. (laughs) I was
0: like, noted. It's on someone's TV screen as we speak. So a little bit about this movie and its production. It's directed by a man named Donald Petrie. Uh, he directed Mystic Pizza in 1988. He directed Lizzie's Favorite Rom-Com. How to Lizzie Guy in 10 Days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, old Don will go right back. He also directed Just My Luck, which we were talking about recently because <laughs> it's the writer from yeah. now and then. Also wrote Just My Luck. It's like a full circle. That fucking movie keeps
1: coming up in my life. I think I, we just need to watch it.
0: It's, it's, it there's a reason. And they – he also directed a movie called Little Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen, I would never watch that movie. I heard it's, like, one of the worst movies you could possibly watch. It's, like, Emma Roberts, Hayden Christensen having, like, competing pizzerias. <laughs> 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 I I oh want to see it. I Maybe li- Lizzie and I. What if I just called the both of you Leezy? Leezy? <laughs> <laughs> maybe me and Leezy will watch it one of these days. Um... So he directed this film, and I don't have too much to say about him. But what I do have to say is, uh, in an interview with Sandra Bullock and Ellen DeGeneres in 2018, Ellen asked Bullock if she thanks Ellen for her career. And I was like, what? Hmm?" Apparently, the writer of Miss Congeniality, Mark Lawrence, saw Ellen at the Emmys discussing how uncomfortable she was in a dress and how she had to learn to walk in it. And this was the inspiration for this film.
1: Isn't that fucking weird? Ellen DeGeneres' comment about not wanting to wear a dress inspire this entire film. hmm Wow. And she wasn't
0: offered huh. the part or anything.
1: <laughs> Ellen can't do it. No. I mean, Sandra Bullock is 99% of what makes this film so successfully good. Yeah. And the other 2% is Michael Kine.
0: Oh. I was like, who Michael Kine? Michael Kine.
1: <laughs> you mean Michael Kine? Michael Kine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. They... They are the best parts of this film. I think Sandra really sells this movie, and it wouldn't have been such a classic without her. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about the inspiration. I think that is a huge reason as why Gracie Hart really does seem like a lesbian. Mm -hmm. She's so butch in the beginning of the film, and even at the end, she's pretty much unscathed. And a lot of her actions towards... Matthews, who's played by Benjamin Bratt, really does seem like compulsory. Absolutely. So we'll get into that. Also, the trailer for this film, when it was first released, includes a scene that was cut out of the movie. And I just want to show you that really quickly. Special agent Gracie Hart is as tough as nails. She's got a lot of rage. (laughs) And she's completely unpolished. (laughs) Honey, Hmm? are you a lesbian? (laughs) That <laughs> i wish but when the fbi needs an undercover agent can, I,
1: can we unravel record. this together real quick sure uh yes so in the trailer you just showed me there's like a scene cut out where she's talking to the dad that plays rory's grandfather in gilmore girls that's who he is yeah right I know and familiar. he's like obviously this hurt dad sandra Bullock's dad in the movie and he's like Honey, are you a lesbian? And she's like, Dad, me? No way. But she's wearing this little suit, and on her suit is this, like, ugly-ass corsage with, like, kumquats in it or something. Mm -hmm. And the last time I watched this movie, which was yesterday for this, I noticed – in that scene where she's talking to the agents that she's wearing this hideous suit with the kumquats thing. And I was like, why the fuck is she wearing that? <laughs> i never caught it before. Yeah. But it's a remnant of her, like, gay subplot scene.
0: Yeah. So they've cut a bunch of scenes out of this film. And the one that I was showing Lizzie, her dad's like, are you a lesbian? And she says, I wish. And she's wearing this terrible, like, suit to a wedding, which is so gay. No with wonder the low ponytail, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no wonder her dad is like, are you a lesbian? <laughs> um, and so... They must have just had her leave the wedding, come straight to work, and then that's why she's wearing the same outfit. But she, there's also storylines in which, like, her mother is a part of her life, and they've, they've cut that out as well. Weird. Yeah. And there's some other scenes I'll talk about later that were cut, Um, that just being one of them.
1: Out of curiosity, where did you find all this deleted footage? Was
0: there, like, special features? So or? that scene was not in the film, but has just always remained in the trailer. Huh. So they must have had that
1: storyline in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Why would they tease her being a lesbian but not include it in the film unless it, like, did poorly in some test audience or something?
0: That could have been it. It also was on the part of the director. He had made a mention of cutting these scenes because the pacing didn't fit. Like, she has, like, a whole storyline with her mom and her mom's an FBI agent. And they filmed the whole thing and her mom dies in, like, the line of fire. And he was like, mm-hmm. it just didn't work with the pacing. You don't need it. You really don't need it. I think... The character of Gracie Hart is fleshed out enough that, like, her motivations are clear. We don't need, like, her mom was a cop
1: no actually one of my like most positive things about this movie is that there's very little fat in it every scene is either funny or serves a purpose or makes you feel something mm-hmm. so i'm glad they trimmed all that stuff out except yeah. for the stuff where she's like i'm basically a lesbian even though we we already got that
0: <laughs> they leave so much across. of it in too <laughs> the like nuance of her being a fucking lesbian yeah and yeah the pacing is really good i think the decision on the part of the director makes sense it's a two-hour film and it doesn't feel like it at all
1: yeah which is pretty long for i guess what we're calling a rom-com rom action mm-hmm. you know it's like a like a drama is two hours long not not this
0: yeah all right lizzie so without further ado let's get into this plot let's go so we meet gracie hart who's played by sandra bullock at an fbi stakeout uh, so she's staking out some like russian gangsters And she makes a misstep and she escalates the situation and they get into like a gunfight. So she kind of gets demoted at work. She's also working alongside an agent called Eric Matthews, who's played by Benjamin Bratt. Knock Uh, off Matthew McConaughey much? No way. He's so much hotter than Matthew McConaughey. Ew. No, I think the way you feel about Matthew McConaughey, I feel about whatever this guy is Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. I don't like him in this film. He is just a beautiful man. My mom has the biggest crush on him. He was like in General Hospital or some soap my mom watched. And Mm, he has like a face for soap opera. He does. And he's like very tan. Very. So just. Gracie is such a butch, you guys. Like, I can't even put it into words. It's the way she dresses. It's the way she talks. It's the way she walks. It's her hair, all of her mannerisms, how she drinks beer, how she eats food, how she walks (laughs) around her house. Every single thing she does is so fucking gay. So we see after this that a terrorist is creating notes about some attack that's going to come for. We don't know too much about that yet. But back at the FBI headquarters, we see that Matthew or Eric Matthews, Benjamin Bratt, is responsible to get a team together to handle these terrorist attacks. So Grace is having a bad day at work. She goes to the bar and she orders a pint and a hamburger. And we see that Matt enters with his new girlfriend and she is so unimpressed. And this just reads so compact to me. You know, like, she immediately starts negging this woman who's just, like, generally nice to her uh, for being, like, pretty. And she says, like, I hope you have a good time at the mall. That
1: is the line that was making me giggle so much earlier that you got mad at me. We have fun at the mall. I don't know why. It's just
0: such a good character thing. Uh, Yeah. The woman says uh, to Grace, like, why are all of their shoes so masculine and Grace says, I get these special made by the guy who put the tattoo on my
1: ass. <laughs> I didn't feel bad for this woman for some reason in this
0: scene. I was on Grace's side. I was like, you get her. Drag her. Well, something that my girlfriend pointed out when I was watching this movie was that Benjamin Bratt's character, Eric Matthews, is kind of a bad person no totally a bad person he's the kind of guy that won't pay attention to you if you're not a stunning gorgeous model and we're supposed to be okay with that because we see that he could be friends with grace and it's only through her beauty that he realizes he's attracted to her but as my girlfriend was pointing out like he only is attracted to her when she is so uncomfortable with herself
1: yes and also when she's in like tight clothes Mm -hmm. and he can like slap her ass Mm -hmm. I, I, that's why, like, the Rom element of this movie, like, the, all the scenes with him are so boring and slow and dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we just skip them? It's like, y'all feel like you had to keep this in. But they have no chemistry. I don't think he's cute. And he's, like, not
0: healthy for her. So, yeah, I think that we see later on in this film Grace begins to understand that she could be friends with women, even if they're like, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. superficial, if she just like realizes that she doesn't have to be like a judgy asshole towards them. That hasn't quite kicked in yet. So back at headquarters, uh, the team that is tackling this pageant terrorist decides that they need to put someone undercover and they go through the database and do something that you could not do at this time in, in history, but they like mash this like doll site with like the FBI directory and put all of the men in these ridiculous outfits. I have a soft spot for,
1: like, these 90s and 2000s technology invented for films. Like, the X-Files does it all the time <laughs> with, like, enhance, zoom in, mm-hmm. or, like, restructure the
0: jaw. This is what he looked like when he was alive. <laughs> and this is, like, the height of that, the epitome. And it makes me so happy knowing that all of these men had to get yeah. in all of these outfits for this to work. Yes, the <laughs> one-piece swimsuits and the little cha-cha dress. Yeah. And um, as a joke, they put Gracie through this site and put her in a dress, and they realize she's hot.
1: Yeah, no fucking ass shit.
0: (laughs) Have you seen her? Facial features? Yeah, I don't understand how people (laughs) are like, women know wear makeup, women ugly. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) equals women ugly. They put
0: her in that hideous wig, but it barely does anything. So next day at the gym, Eric Matthews tells Gracie that, or I should call her Grace until she gets into her new form. But he tells Grace Hart that to get in the boss's good graces, that she should go undercover for this pageant. And she says, what, I'm Gracie Lou Freebush, and all I want is world peace? And he says, it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> they, exactly like that. They do end up using that name, Gracie Lou Freebush.
1: If someone doesn't claim that for a drag name this instant, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> Gracie Lou Freebush
0: is perfection. It's an incredible drag name. So she's trying to figure out, like, why she was picked for this role. And she says, is it like a woman thing? And he says, no one thinks of you that way. Gay. Okay. He's just a terrible person. Like, he's like, I don't want to have sex with you, so you're not a woman to me. All the men in the Bureau are honestly terrible men.
1: Everyone she works with is incompetent. She does all their jobs for them, Mm -hmm. has way more spine and morals than they do, which is made very clear in the movie. So the screenwriter, director, I don't know if it's the same person, but they definitely knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, she is the the most morally high-ground individual in the film.
0: Yeah, and... It doesn't even seem like they're intentionally degrading the male characters to make her seem better. Yeah. So while heading to start the case, Gracie is asking why a woman would do a pageant. Can they really be this superficial? So they go to meet the, the president of the pageant, Kathy Morningside, who's played by Candice Bergen who I maintained until a few years ago was Martha Stewart. I maintained
1: until literally just now when you said her name wasn't Martha Stewart, (laughs) that it wasn't Martha Stewart. She looks so similar to her. The clothing, the fingernails, the eyebrows, everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Even the way
1: she speaks. The way she speaks, yes, but her voice, like,
0: I know Martha, Martha Stewart's voice. I've listened to that voice a lot in the background of my formidable years yeah uh so they meet kathy morningside and they explain to her that a terrorist is coming after the pageant and they need to secure their undercover agent to be in the top five and she goes uh which agent do you plan on using and they go grace here (laughs) it reads like that moment
1: in princess diaries where paolo's like where is the princess? Yes. And she turns, he turns to Mia Thermopolis ah! and just goes, ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, Kathy Morningside's like, we can't just kick someone out. Everyone's earned their spot here. And they say that they have blackmail on... Uh, Michelle Visage. <laughs> Michelle Visage, <laughs> a former Miss New Jersey. Uh, so this is another scene that they cut out. They film the scene where they like go and intimidate Miss New Jersey and then take her role. And they use the actual Miss New Jersey in the film as well. What? So the scene was cut, but the director felt bad about cutting the scene. So she's in the movie. She's in like a smaller role in the future. So I'll point her out when you see her. But that is the real Gracie Lou Freebush. Whoa.
1: Wait, is
0: her name Gracie Lou Freebush? No. (gasps) Oh, God. I was like that poor girl. (laughs) So she's in, but she needs to be... I guess, put through the ringer. She doesn't really look, obviously, like a person who could be in a pageant. So she gets assigned the help of Victor, a Mr. Michael Caine. Let's go. He's so great in this film. (laughs) Yes. Another one of those actors I thought my whole childhood was gay and I found out isn't. Stanley Tucci and Michael Caine be pulling the wool over our eyes for our entire lives. (laughs) Yes. So Gracie goes to meet Victor at a restaurant And he says, if you're Grace Hart, I quit here now.
1: (laughs) His comedic timing is so good. And their banter is always some of my favorite parts of the movie.
0: Yeah, they're they're really great together. Their disdain for each other is matched pretty equally. So you don't really feel bad when he's insulting her or she's insulting him because they have pretty thick skin. And. He says that there's no way to, that he's going to be able to make her ready in two days. But because he has no other options or prospects, he agrees to take Grace under his wing and they begin the makeover.
1: Q Makeover. Yeah. One of the most intensive makeovers Jeez. in makeover history.
0: Yeah. It's whether well, putting spackle on her or something. It's probably like
1: a $75,000 government makeover. Our tax dollars went to this makeover. My tax
0: dollars have gone to work. <laughs> Oh, girl. Yeah, this is the best thing it could do. Yeah, they bring her into this airplane hangar like she's some big whale that they are (laughs) operating on. (laughs) And they subject her to every line of beauty I didn't even know existed at this point. Yeah, so I'm going to show you that scene now.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Ah, is
0: that you? I have gel in my hair. I haven't slept all night. I'm starved and I'm armed. Don't mess with me. (laughs) Whoa. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm good. So we see that she's gotten a complete overhaul and she looks hot conventionally. Conventionally hot, but she still has her attitude intact.
1: That's the thing I really like about this makeover scene is that She doesn't really seem to feel herself anymore with all this shit done to her. She's still Gracie. She has the same level of confidence she's always had. Mm -hmm. And that very deep inside of me, I think that, like, gave me some positive feminist vibes as a kid. And now I can interpret it with words, but...
0: Yeah, because a lot of makeover scenes you see are meant to be, like, a permanent state of being, whereas, like, she's very aware that this is just conditional for however many weeks this pageant is. Yeah. So she's not committing to it or getting comfortable in it in any way. So She's like, whatever, I'm in a costume, just don't fucking look <laughs> at me. Yeah, she's already at, like,
1: max level confidence. Like, this does nothing more. She's like, I'm already the shit. Like, now yeah. I'm just the shit in this shitty pink dress. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, we go to the the pageant, the setting of the pageant, which is in San Antonio, Texas, baby. Home of some of the hottest yet strangest people I've ever met. Me, <laughs> I love, I'm from San Antonio. My family loved this movie. Um, it was probably filmed around the time that, you know, I was born. Holy shit. No. When did this movie come out? 2000, I think. Yeah. I was born in 95. So like. You mm-hmm. probably watched this movie the year it came out. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Gracie Lou Freebush has entered the pageant, and we get to check in, and we see Miss Morningside can't even believe it's the same person. Grace then gets on the bus with the rest of the other pageant girls, and she quickly meets Rhode Island, who's played by Heather Burns.
1: Yay! I love
0: Cheryl. I love her so much. She is so sweet. I think she is my favorite character. She's just... uh, she, she doesn't see anyone's motivations. She's just like, everyone is a good person. Yeah, so
1: honest. And their relationship and friendship is my favorite part of the movie. Their arc is so nice. And this character could have been really annoying and just like vapid, but she wasn't. They, they did a good job of making her just like endearing. Like you wanted to protect her
0: because she kind of does need a little bit of protection. Well, she is the reason that I chose this movie for the podcast because – I do think that Grace is queer-coded. Even the inspiration is, you know, blatantly there. It's based off of a queer woman. But I do think that the relationship that she has with Rhode Island is, like, tenfold more sincere than whatever she has with that other agent dude. Totally. They go to a luncheon, and we meet the rest of the pageant girls. They're all so beautiful. Yeah. They're all a little catty, and it seems like Rhode Island and Gracie Lou Freebush are in the same boat of, like— Why is everybody being mean? Yeah, like, we don't
1: have time to be mean. Aren't we trying to fight for world peace here?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Like, there's a a moment in the luncheon where uh, Miss Hawaii, like, cuts (laughs) off uh, poor little Rhode Island. And Grace sticks up with her with this terrible joke about aloha.
1: If you say aloha on the phone, won't they just start talking all over again? (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Hawaii would be like a really bitchy state.
0: Yeah. And Rhode Island like laughs hysterically and Grace says, at least she thinks I'm funny. (laughs) She's just so romantic. I don't know why I just like ship them so hard together. I've never thought about that, but you're so right. They would
1: be the perfect little pair, yin and yang. They would learn a lot from each other.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think, and we'll see this later on, that Grace challenges Rhode Island's like initial insecurities and self-worth and rhode island does the same with gracie and she's like i think you're gonna win this whole thing grace is like what the fuck you're crazy
1: oh and cheryl also like softens gracie to like actually i guess value women for being feminine because obviously she like rejects those feminine things in herself but with cheryl she learns to, like, see the value in female relationships, mm-hmm. which is, like, such a nice arc and, like, more deep than we usually get in movies like this.
0: Yeah. And done really sincerely in this case. It is really sweet to watch. And later that night, Grace gets a knock at her door, and it's Rhode Island with hot chocolate. I'm going to show you that scene. You know, I I, um, I asked some of mm. the other girls, but as soon as they heard the word chocolate, they slammed their doors yeah. in my face. They didn't even give me a chance to say non-fat. Oh, oh. Well, here's to world peace. <laughs> world peace. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, I, I thought it was really great how you settled that argument today at orientation. Aloha, aloha. Mm. That's why you're gonna win.
1: Look, I mean, I shall, I mean, I, I think you have as good a chance as anybody to win. I mean, you obviously believe enough in yourself to have gotten this far, right? Really? No. you're so nice and so smart and so sensitive you're definitely gonna win aw
0: yeah so Lizzie why don't you talk about that scene a little bit so
1: Cheryl comes to Gracie's door to have a kiki and she brought hot chocolate and they both jump on the bed and this is the scene I think about and there's a couple frames in this scene that I think about a lot because it's just so sweet where Cheryl's kind of, like, doubting herself and voices these doubts to Gracie. And Gracie's like, look, you have just as much the ability to win this as anyone else here. And you can do your sexy baton dance and, you know, like, just kind of gives her a confidence boost. And it's kind of a little flirty moment, too, like, among friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I was telling you I chose this movie because of their relationship. And as a kid watching this film, I just remember being like just kiss, like just mm-hmm. kiss each other. You both are so nice and caring. And she expresses Rhode Island towards grace and then grace to Rhode Island. They express so much like care for each other that is just so gentle and is so unlike whatever connection she has with cop guy Yeah, that it does seem really sincere. And I think that we're meant to like, our takeaway as an audience member with this being like a hetero film is that she's learning how to have a female friend and learning to love the feminine parts of herself. But I think that there's just something there, and Rhode Island does seem bi. Definitely. I
1: I totally see what you mean. Like, the chemistry there is so quick, and they are able to be so honest with each other so fast. And also there's, like, a physical, like, intimacy that they can have. Like, they're sitting pretty close on the bed, and they seem very comfortable with each other Mm -hmm. that you don't really see Gracie have with anyone else. I mean, even the scenes with Eric, the agent, it's just not— it's just not comfortable she's not being totally herself
0: Mm -hmm. and you definitely see that here She's almost always, like, combative with Eric. Like, it's yes. it's. – they're not learning anything new about each other. They're not being vulnerable. Neither of them are. Yeah.
1: And this is, like, her second conversation with this woman, and they're already, like, <laughs> getting into, like, the depth of life.
0: You're so nice and so smart and so pretty. <laughs> and you can be sexy, too, even though your parents don't like fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a sweet moment, and it's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Then at following this, she gets a knock at her window from Cop Man and she starts her night training with Victor. So she does all the pageant stuff during the day and then every night she goes and trains with Victor uh, on the stage and gets tips and tricks because although she is guaranteed to be in the top five, it can't be that apparent that they're cheating. (laughs) They have their work cut out for them. They do. Victor is upset that Grace doesn't have a talent. <laughs> he also, Matt also calls Victor a fruitcake, which is weird. And um, Grace just says she could do this cup thing. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> sure, do the what? I think that's a genius talent. I think honestly. so, too. It stand out. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt is walking Gracie back to her room, and that's when we get the line like, you think I'm gorgeous, you want to kiss me. And then they almost kiss. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. Next scene. (laughs) Uh, I love this scene as well. So next day at the pageant prelims, which take place in front of the Alamo. Lest we forget. Well, we cannot forget. They Wait, won't let us. I, a fucking question real quick.
1: Did they shoot this like during the actual Miss America or did they just like recreate a pageant for the shoot? Do you it's, know? It's, it's. I think it's a complete recreation. Oh, they had some money. I, that was one thing that was bugging me this whole time. I was like, did they have to piggyback off of the real Miss
0: America? I mean, other than what is outside in front of the Alamo, it's all like a st- closed stage. So yeah, it wouldn't be true. that expensive because they shoot the stage and you don't see the audience all that much. Um, Stock footage. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, so we get to see Grace do her cup act, which is incredible. She's in this little, like, what would you call it? Like, Lederhosen? Bavarian?
1: Hosen, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's doing great. The audience is living. And then she <laughs> sees a man with a like a gun on his belt because, hello, it is Texas. <laughs> yeah, wake up and smell the revolvers. <laughs> yeah, and he's like going to get a cigarette or something, but she thinks he's reaching for his gun. So she jumps on him from the stage She <laughs> makes a huge scene. Uh, also a fun fact there's a cameo from robert rodriguez in this scene really yeah there's like a, a band in the background and he's just like on the guitar <laughs> like a mariachi no I, I think he's just with the guitar oh all right
1: <laughs> he's like i want to be in the movie they're like shh, shh, shh.
0: here like, okay, r- in the background okay robert rodriguez <laughs> random as fuck
1: uh fun fact my partner has met robert rodriguez went to one of the sets. Because that was like their idol when they were a kid.
0: What? What set was it?
1: Uh, Not Spy Kids. Something. Something like minor. Was it shorts? I think. I think it was shorts. Actually. Remember remember him telling telling me about that. Aww. Fun fact, listener. Lee Garcia is an encyclopedia of knowledge. You tell
0: him something. It is going into the vault. If he doesn't, like, complete our sentences, it's only out of respect because he doesn't want to interrupt
1: us. I so have to turn up my mic and it takes too long. No, I'm just
0: kidding. You leave Lee hot. Yes. We'll
1: leave the mic hot. Uh,
0: so after this scene where she tackles someone smoking a cigarette... Uh, Kathy Morningside, the president of the pageant, wants Grace out. Grace says We also want Grace out. <laughs> out of that closet. Goddamn. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, Grace says she was just doing her best to catch the guy who was doing this, and that's when they learn that the DNA results are actually pointing to a woman. She's a woman. Gasp. She's a woman. Uh, so... Kathy Morningside asked for a moment alone with Grace, and she says, I've been fighting all my life against your type, the ones who think we're all worthless airheads, feminist, intellectuals, ugly women. No one's going to to ruin that. You get in my way, and I will kill you. Huh. Not suspicious at all. Just a casual threat. That's also like a federal crime, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) To tell someone you're going to kill them. To tell a federal officer you're going to kill them. Yeah, that doesn't seem kosher. At night training with Victor, Grace is understandably very frustrated at this point. She feels like it's all going downhill. She states, like, why am I even training here with you? I'm guaranteed in the top five. She says, I don't have relationships because I don't want them. And I don't have friends because I work 24-7. You have no idea why I am the way that I am.
1: Yeah. Another, like, great scene and another great statement to just add depth to a character because the way the film was additionally uh, was initially filmed it sounds like she has a bunch of backstory about her mom and her dad and this history and possibly even her sexual identity but that's all erased here but this kind of just like adds depth to a character because it leaves us open to figure out like why is grace the way she is like why is she so closed off mm-hmm. it's just like another dynamic character moment um, and also she's hangry. Like, that is what's the problem. She, like,
0: pulls a gun on this poor gay man because yeah. the bitch wants a hamburger. Yeah, let her fucking eat yeah. something. Uh, I think it is, uh, just to piggyback off what you are saying, like, I think that is just more true to life. Like, we meet someone, we don't have their whole backstory, the trauma that they were saddled with because of their parents. Like, we just know them at face value. And she does seem, like, hard for the sake of being hard. And so when she's prodded on that, she just, like is fucking pissed and she's like give me a fucking hamburger i'm gonna shoot you
1: (laughs) yeah and what's like a thread of this film is that they're all making judgment calls of gracie and gracie's making judgment calls of these like shallow people quote unquote but in the end they're all more complicated than they turn out to be Mm -hmm. and that's that's part of life and you're right that's as true to your daily relationships with people as you can get
0: i think what's beautiful about the like the how you're saying they're judging each other in this way it's like men don't cast any worth on grace because she's not conventionally beautiful and she in turn doesn't cast any worth on beautiful women because she doesn't believe that they have any depth and she expects the judgment to come back around that these beautiful women will think less of her and then she realizes oh just because men are treating me this way doesn't mean that I have to internalize that misogyny and like hold other women down like when they are the ones that can truly see my worth before even I can see it. Yeah. Well said and totally exactly right. I don't know if they wanted me to feel all these (laughs) ways, you guys, but I certainly am.
1: I was like, Sam, you're not going to, like, lead a philosophical discussion of miscongeniality, are you?
0: I was like, no. (laughs) Who, me? Anyways, internalized misogyny. (laughs) Anyway, is God real? (laughs) Uh, So next day at the swimsuit prelims, which I just found out they don't do anymore. Did they do a swimsuit section of the Miss America? They did, but they stopped it in, like, 2008 or something. Because they were like, let's stop judging women on their appearance, even though we're still totally judging them on their appearance. Yeah, we'll just take the most extreme form of it out. Yeah. Give me
1: a fucking break. It's a
0: scholarship program, Lizzie. (laughs) Not a beauty pageant. (laughs) Uh, So she's, uh, Grace is getting ready in her little two-piece and she feels so incredibly uncomfortable and she gets mad. She goes, why does Georgia get to wear one piece and I have to wear this? I have a note here that just says the swimsuit prelims made me gay. (laughs) Not sure what that means. I don't think that was for this movie. I remember writing that. Uh, The audience loves Gracie. I think that she just assumed everyone would hate her and she would magically get in the top five. But people are really liking how fucking weird she is. I mean, she's so
1: charming and she is very funny. And... Um, she does kind of stand out visually from the other girls because she has this, like, confidence and hard edge almost. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's, like, the vixen of the 50 states. Yeah. You know, she's got the dark hair, dark eyes. She's usually wearing something a little more edgy and sexy. Like, mm-hmm. really well done on Michael Caine's part to kind of <laughs> give her this persona.
0: hmm I was just thinking of that episode in Parks and Rec where Aubrey Plaza joins the <laughs> beauty pageant. <laughs> And she finds out like they get paid in like gift cards and she's like, wait, it's not real cash and just walks off the stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at this point in the, in the prelims, Matt tells Gracie that Rhode Island falls in line with the suspect they're looking for because she was she was arrested at one point for being like an animal rights activist. And like as they're having this conversation, we get that incredible line <laughs> where Stan asks Rhode Island, what's your idea of a perfect date? And she responds, Ooh, uh, that's a hard one.
1: I'd have to say April 24th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. (laughs) This
0: woman is a terrorist.
1: I'm sorry. That is Oscar award winning writing right there. And
0: it's a national holiday now. Like every every time this date rolls around, like you can't get on Twitter. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> it's like
1: that. And then April 30th comes around and you get it's going to be May yeah. memes. And then May 3rd, which is like
0: on May 3rd, he asked me what day it is. <laughs> what day is it? It's May May 3rd.
1: (laughs) And then may the 4th be with you. Yeah. Look, these are the holidays I'm
0: trying to celebrate. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So Gracie corrupts Rhode Island with pizza, saying, first pizza, next flaming batons. And she gets all the women to go to a nightclub so she can get them drunk and find out more information on Rhode Island. So Rhode Island is properly fucked up, and she's so upset with herself, she says that she would have given a great answer for a perfect date saying she just wants a man to take her out so they can discuss books, music, and movies. New York says to her, no wonder you're still a virgin.
1: (laughs) More like she's from a religious family and she wants to have sex with women but
0: never had the opportunity. Much. much. (laughs) And um, uh, the person who says this, New York, comes out later as a lesbian. Yeah. So it's like, maybe New York is seeing what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? New York's definitely got her radar on full blast. Uh Uh-huh. So this is when Rhode Island confines in Gracie that she was assaulted by one of her professors in university. And Gracie is so pissed that she has to show her these, like, self-defense moves. And she gets her up off of her seat and Rhode Island, like, hits the ground and faints.
1: Oh, She's poor thing. She's had, like, two Michelob Ultras by
0: now. Yeah, and a pizza. And those little vial shots. No telling what the fuck's in those. So Gracie has Rhode Island up on the sink and is trying to wake her up. And she learns from the other pageant girls that Kathy Morningside is also being fired. Another suspect. Some piping hot tea. That is piping hot. Dude, these girls gossip. Yes, I'm living for it. To <laughs> live it. So... Gracie goes right back to the FBI hideout and tells them that she believes that Kathy Morningside should be a suspect. But they tell her that they've already caught the terrorist. So she's looking for some support from the cop guy. He's not giving her any. Of course not. Why would he? He's a bitch. He's so self-serving. All he cares about is his career. I really... Can't stand them. So the FBI director orders them all to leave the pageant, and Gracie requests to stay there. And he says, fine, you can stay as a private citizen, and fires her.
1: And she doesn't even fucking blink, to be honest. Because she cares about these people now.
0: Mm-hmm. Moral coding that I can
1: believe.
0: She says, I have to protect those girls. It's my job.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah it is. You fucking protect the shit out of those lesbians.
0: Yes. You lesbian? You lesbian? Yeah. So she, she doesn't even like take a beat. She just like in stride continues to protect them. And we see the next morning she goes to Victor's hotel room and is like, okay, get me ready for the pageant. And he tells her unfortunately that he is – No longer able to help her. He's not being paid by the FBI and that he has to leave. Oh, sold out. Yeah. All the men in her life. And you know who shows up for her when she runs late to this pageant and doesn't know how to put her fucking makeup on? West coast to east coast, girls show up for her. Women of all 50 states, (laughs) all right? And they help this bitch get into her outfits and she looks incredible. Quick drag. They get her into quick (laughs) drag, exactly. Uh, So... The pageant begins and it starts with this dance number, which I only mentioned because Sandra Bullock purposefully did not show up to the dance rehearsals so that she like she is looking confused the whole time because she doesn't know what's like coming next.
1: OK, Daniel Day-Lewis, you can do method acting without being a fucking <laughs> asshole, OK? It's as simple as this.
0: God, could you imagine method acting for this? You just come home and like. Eat a steak and drink a Budweiser. I've been preparing for this role my whole life.
1: Uh, Also, fun fact, uh, our roommate is from Spain, and she says, we were talking about this movie earlier, and she says in Spain they call this movie Miss Secret Agent. (laughs) I can't think of a more generic
0: name for this film.
1: She's also like, it kind of gives away the ending, you know what I mean? Like it lets the hand in. And she says, oh, she told me another one. Oh, yeah, she says the notebook is called Noah's Notebook, which is, like, literally the, like, reveal at the oh, end of the notebook that is that he's f- the one reading it. Yeah. It's like, Spain, have you never heard of fucking spoilers?
0: <laughs> he can see ghosts It's like, their name for the sixth sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he eats people
0: as Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so in the pageant, We find out that Rhode Island has made it into the top five along with Gracie, which Uh is surprising because she's no longer, Gracie is no longer guaranteed to be in the top five now that she's a private citizen. Well, she looked great in a swimsuit. She did. Uh, At this point in the pageant, Gracie gifts Rhode Island with flaming batons. And the batons are a hit. I love that little number. It's so good. It's so good. And you see Gracie in the background, like, whistling with her fingers and, like, jumping up and down and clapping. And it's so cute. Supportive
1: girlfriend. Yes. I thought that was pretty bitchin'. That's definitely what sealed it for her.
0: Yes, exactly. So Victor tells... Matthew a little bit about Kathy Morningside's son and then Matthew realizes that he could be a prime suspect so they rush back to the pageant and now at this point in the pageant the contestants have all drank Gracie's water for her like talent what is that called like water like when you rim or a water glass it was
1: just <laughs> wet rimming that, <laughs> that sounds worse th- that's what I meant <laughs>
0: All right. Oh, anyway, she plays she, the water girl. She can't do it anymore. So she's forced to teach the audience self-defense. I only mention this because it's very satisfying to see this guy get punched in the face.
1: And also this is something I actually took to heart as like actual good advice because I took Krav Maga classes. I wanted to know how to defend myself, mm-hmm. but my basis for wanting to do that was learning to sing. <laughs> Solar plexus, instep, nose, groin. groin.
0: (laughs) Sing. I think it's so funny that she is... You know, at first, she really didn't give a shit about these women and was just about the job. And now she's like, fuck a job. I'm going to protect these women at all costs. <laughs> she's asked a question at the Q&A. And she says, I realize these women are smart, terrific people who want to make a difference in the world. For me, this experience has been the most rewarding and liberating experience in my life. And if anyone tries to hurt my new friends, I would take them out. I would make them suffer so much they wish they were never born. And if they tried to run, I would hunt them down. Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> She's got my vote. Yes, dude, where do I sign? So when we realize that New York has not made it into the top five, she leaves the stage disgruntled and shouts right before she leaves I just want to let all the lesbians out there know if I can make it to the top 10, so can you. I love you, Tina. Lesbian visibility. Of course, her fucking girlfriend's name is Tina. <laughs> Tina is seen in the crowd holding up a sign. And that Tina is the New Jersey that they had to cut <gasps> from that scene, the real Miss New Jersey. That's the rule they gave her? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not one of the contestants, which would make way more sense, but this lesbian in the crowd. Yes. You, maybe they gave her a choice.
0: Yeah, like, I, I think that's a pretty good... A little shout out. No, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. So Gracie puts it together that the bomb is inside the crown and she tries to like mouth this to Matthew and Victor who share a brain cell and can't figure <laughs> out what she is talking about. Yeah. What the fuck? She literally says it. So they're announcing who won uh, the pageant and Gracie is announced as the runner up which means that Rhode Island has won. So Gracie hugs Rhode Island and says, don't take the crown, and she doesn't hear her. And so as they go to place the crown on Rhode Island's head, (laughs) Gracie is being detained by security, and she's, like, fighting and punching them. She finally breaks free, (laughs) and she fights Rhode Island for the crown, and we get that scene where Rhode Island's like, "Ah." (laughs) That's a meme. We got to do something with that. Uh, so, once in hand, Gracie throws the crowd into the air and it explodes. Epic, epic finale. Mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. After this, the movie is wrapped up pretty nicely. Kathy Morningside is arrested. Mm-hmm. We see that cop guy and Gracie live happily ever after, yawn. Until the second movie. I haven't seen the second one. So, at the farewell brunch, the next. Wait, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't get to move ahead. You have never seen Miss Congeniality 2? Never. They literally go to a drag club and perform a Tina Turner number. I've never seen it. Get your ass to my house after this. You report at 0800 and we are watching this goddamn movie.
0: As long as there's hot chocolate and pizza, I'm there. Not fat. So after Kathy Morningside is arrested, they go to the Farewell Brunch in Rhode Island, says she saved the pageant and she saved our lives. And Gracie is now Miss Congeniality.
1: Okay, uh, this is the part that made me cry. This is how tender I am right now from everything going on in the world that I cried when she <laughs> cried.
0: <laughs> she It, it oh, was man. the power of friendship all along. It was inside of her. It's just like sh-
1: the perfect crest of her arc. Like, she is complete. She is a whole character in this moment.
0: Aww. I
1: know. Fucking A.
0: All right. So with a budget of $45 million, it went on to gross $212.8 million at the box office. Yeah. Classic. Instant classic. It received mixed to low critical reviews. I don't give a fuck. But we didn't ask you. <laughs> we don't care. Shut the fuck up. Like, the people reviewing
1: these movies must be fucking MFAs and film studies or something. Like, you have to... Use a different critical lens when you're watching something like this Mm -hmm. and compare it to the standard, which is like sub zero nothingness (laughs) and the amount of shit they pile onto this movie and Mm -hmm. the. Comedy and the heart they pull off. I just don't understand how you could give this a low review for
0: what it is. I don't need, like, a Michelin star food critic to judge (laughs) chicken nuggets. Like, there are different people for different things, you know? And sometimes I just want a fucking chicken nugget. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. So keep your fucking low reviews to yourself. (laughs) All right, Lizzie, do you have anything else to say about this movie?
1: No, I've said it all. You really need to watch... Uh, Miss Congeniality too, because if you thought Sandra Bullock was gay, there is another agent on the force who is even more gay than her.
0: <laughs> All right, this might be a two-parter, you guys. Lucky y'all. Let's let's score this pageant, shall we?
1: From sea to shining sea, like Lady
0: Liberty. All right, Lizzie. The subtextual score works on how gay is it and how good is it. All those are scored out of 10, and the scores are averaged. Mm -hmm. And that's the subtextual score. But how much does the swimsuit competition count? For for how much is that? It's been redacted since 2008. We can no longer do swimsuits. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: striking it from the record. Mm -hmm. Well, then I wore the wrong outfit today. (laughs)
0: What would you give this film overall?
1: This is one of those films that's going to get a way higher rating than it needs to
0: because I love it. And I think I'll give it an 8. Great. What would you give it? I think I'll give it a seven and a half. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I know where this is headed. Lizzie, how gay do you think this is?
1: Not super gay, but not not gay. Ugh, she kisses that stupid man in the end. Um,
0: Is a three too low? It's your discretion.
1: Yeah. I think it's a
0: three, sadly. That's all right. Um, right. Two gay characters, both minor characters, Um, It was based off of a lesbian, and I think that there is a lot of substance between Rhode Island and New Jersey. So I am going to give this a four and a half. All right. Okay, let's do the math. It gets a 5.75. So, Sam, if you were to enter this
1: America Beauty competition, what would your talent be?
0: God, Flaming Batons is so hot. I just can't catch very well. So probably solving a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) What would yours be? My talent would be, I feel like
1: I would do something stupid and like challenge myself to do something I've never done before. So probably like roller dancing (laughs) or synchronized swimming, but I'm alone, but I get a tank on stage. It'd be something extra like that. You just
0: roll right off the stage into the audience.
1: Exactly. Wait, that's there's a movie where they do that. Someone's dressed up in the grapes and it's Lindsay Lohan. Or is that a dream I've had? I think that's Oh, a dream. it's Funny Girl. It's Funny Girl starring Barbara Streisand. Lindsay
0: Lohan and Barbara Streisand are interchangeable.
1: <laughs>
0: in my warped mind they are. <laughs> If you'd like more bonus content, you
1: can find us on patreon.com subtextualpod. We'll see you next week for another riveting episode of Subtextual.